0: Welcome to the SIP list. I'm Amanda, and this is the podcast where we drink wine, or at least I drink wine, and we count down our top five favorites of all the things. Tonight, I'm joined again by Casey. What's up, dude? Hello. Hello. Oh, that just reminded me of Friends when, uh, when uh, she, They're when trying- Rachel goes <laughs> to the the airline counter. Hello. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, so tonight we are going to do what I guess we decided is going to be a three-part series. So this will be part one of our top five movie theme songs. So basically, Amanda could not narrow down the hundreds of years of movies songs into five. So we're going to do it in two separate categories and do a couple episodes. So I think that'll be fun. So yeah, uh, we'll get into that, but. How's things over in good old? Where do you live again?
1: Washington. Not Aber- Aberdeen. Aberdeen.
0: Not Washington. I know that. Aberdeen.
1: Right down the street from Kurt Cobain.
0: I was about to yeah. say, how is the home of my former lover, Kurt Cobain?
1: <laughs> uh, I believe it's still currently on the market for north of $400,000.
0: Wow. Yeah, you know, it's funny being in Texas, I, you know, all the memes and all the stuff about everything that's happened in Texas. We're okay now, by the way, it was 82 degrees today. So we're actually short sidebar. We're not all okay. There are still people without power and water. It is still dire. And I am very much praying for all those people. However, we all, we are thought out. So one of the memes I saw was like, well, no wonder houses are so cheap in Texas because you know my house in california would probably cost about 1.5 mil and it's like yeah no wonder they're so cheap they're not prepared for weather right we're hurricane proof and and somewhat tornado proof that's about it
1: yeah i think you kind of got um some wise comments on the social media from Myself and the Mm podfather during the whole weather fiasco because I live in the northwest and Tim is 3,000 miles straight across the country in the New England area and we get hellacious winters and Texas doesn't normally get the kind of winters that we get so
0: yeah. And I, you know, it's definitely not something to laugh at, but I know that you and Tim are never like, you know, ill intentions. So I took it in stride, but unfortunately there were a lot of people from, you know, especially the Northeast. Oh, you guys are just crying. It's just a little bit of snow. We get that all the time. Yeah, you do, but you also have water pipes that are underneath your house you also have snow tires and snow gear and you also have snow plows that are ready to plow your streets you have an electrical grid that is prepared you have you know all this uh-huh. stuff that texas doesn't have so if you imagine losing all that and dealing with this much snow and ice it's it is different and so i i I would encourage anybody who did poke fun at it to do a little more research and have a little more empathy, but not you and Tim because I know you guys are not really serious. So
1: we're not. Obviously, we're not. We don't. Right. We we poke the sleeping bear when it comes to our friends, but we hope to God the sleeping bear doesn't wake up. <laughs> at least I don't. I won't speak for Tim, but well, if anybody wants to know, they can dm tim arnold <laughs> the at original- the overlook
0: <laughs> no I, the the bear did not wake up for you guys but it did wake up for some other people and uh, especially for ted fucking cruise he might have gotten some comments on his his freaking picture three days ago when it was 65 degrees handing out bottles of water nobody's buying it ted too little too late your mea culpa is lost on us all just go back to Cancun and stop wasting the energy we do have.
1: Exactly.
0: Anywho, uh, I guess let's not get too much into that. I don't, you know, want to go too far down that road because I could bitch about Ted Cruz and the magic that is Texas all day long.
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, When we go off on tangents, that's when an hour long show turns into four and a half hours of editing for you.
0: Exactly. I will just leave it with being a blue fish in a red sea is sometimes difficult. So there you go. If you want to know what I'm going through, there it is. So, before we get to our list, um, I am afraid to ask and not even sure I should, but I can't bypass the segment because it is my show. Are you drinking tonight, Casey?
1: So long story short
0: oh fuck here we go i'm sorry i mean go ahead
1: i made a promise to you when you kicked my ass at friends trivia a week and a half ago (laughs) that the next time that we record i will be drinking yes i am drinking thank you very much
0: Yay! i really thought that was going to be another excuse and i was like i'm just not even going to ask anymore I'm going to be like, this is the sip list. I'm Amanda, and here's what I'm drinking. And don't talk to anybody else.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not drinking anything new and unusual for me, but That's I have okay. my glass of my mama mango and nice, it's all good.
0: I'm not drinking anything different either. I am drinking my.
1: Uh... Okay, you were you weren't drinking, and I was like, "What the hell is the world coming to an end?" Yeah.
0: So, uh, quick sidebar. I have been on a somewhat diet and have been trying to crack down on it. So today, tomorrow, and Wednesday were supposed to be my no wine days. However, this morning, I found out that the vacation I'm supposed to take in six weeks had to be canceled. So no swimsuits for me. So I'm drinking the wine, but not drinking anything special. My uh, Boda Box Cabernet Ever Faithful boxed wine. Um, That's about it. I did have a drink this weekend and I'm, my friend Erica and I have decided that we have to give it a name because I kind of made it up. There is a, it's a distillery it's (laughs) called Western Sun. (laughs) And so I went to the liquor store, they were handing out, uh, you know, samples. And so they gave me a little shot of lemon vodka, which I cannot do shots anymore. It's not my jam, but she's like, just trust me. It's good. I'll give you a chaser of Sprite it was really good. And they had a flavor that was called prickly pear. Like, hmm, that sounds good. So I was having trouble kind of matching it with stuff like just playing with different things. And this past weekend, we were at our friend's house and we did, um, I made up a drink. So it was prickly pear vodka, Topo Chico, lemon juice, and simple syrup. So if anybody has a suggestion for a name for that, I'd like to trademark it. I'm still thinking about it, but it was freaking delicious it was like a tropical island in a cup
1: now you've got my wheel spinning oh it was so good it was like so ideas i will slide into your dms and let you know
0: <laughs> there you go there you go normally grapefruit vodka is my jam um it's grapefruit vodka and soda with a lime delicious uh but this one was really good the simple syrup made it a little sweeter so you would kind of have to tailor that to your need but other than that it was oh my god it was so good and i was like i gotta name this uh there was a drink made at my wedding too that was like that somebody just made up a drink and soon enough the whole place was drinking it nobody knew what it was called i just made it up
1: it's the tootsie roll <laughs>
0: It was a uh, vodka and blue Caraco and something else. I don't know. I had it, but I don't know what it was. I was like, keep the blue shit away from my white dress.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Uh, my my wedding was the best party ever. I had so many people asking when was the next one.
1: So we have fun. So when is your next wedding?
0: Uh, I haven't decided yet. We we talked about having a 10 year re-wedding just to, you know, give everybody a good party again. They ran out of vodka before we even made it to the reception. We had to send people for more. We had Vegas bombs and Gatorade coolers. Anyway, I digress. So let's get to our countdown before I keep going off about alcohol and people think I'm crazy.
1: Don't forget to ask how many you think I'm going to have in common with you.
0: Thank you, because I probably would have forgotten.
1: I, you were going that direction. That's why I reeled it back <laughs> in for you. Because this is why we own- were
0: lobsters. This is why we get each other.
1: <laughs> this is why I have my own podcast now. So I know exactly things are starting to go. So I reel that shit right back in.
0: And speaking of that, I think I should probably uh, go ahead and play your trailer. So uh, send it to me and I'm going to drop it right here.
1: I will send it to you after we get done recording.
0: An evening at the movies. It's exactly what it sounds like, and it's exciting. Just have popcorn and whatever your beverage of choice is. I won't peer pressure anybody into wine. That's your show.
1: (laughs) Well, whatever you feel the need to use to wet your whistle, go right ahead.
0: I just have to have popcorn and M&M's. So...
1: (laughs) popcorn m&ms ice cream we're an equal opportunity junk food eater when we're lounging around and talking movies
0: there you go but you have to mix the m&ms in with the popcorn that's
1: oh that's a freaking bomb
0: that's how you do the thing so
1: is the bomb.com
0: yes.org anyway all right so Again, we talked about our favorite movie themes. So we're talking actual songs with lyrics, not scores. Scores is a whole separate deal that I think I'm going to do with my cousin, Matthew. Um, We both have a big appreciation for scores and that kind of music. But anyway, I don't know about you. We kind of talked about it a little, but my list went on for a couple of pages going all the way back to like the... 40s so i had a really hard time narrowing this down and we kind of messaged about it so i think we're going to split it up as long as you're still okay with that into tonight we're going to do straight 80s so top five movie theme songs from the 80s 1980 to
1: 1989 exactly no more no less
0: yes so the other categories will be 1990 to present and 1970 backwards to however far you want to go. And I will just say, um, listening to some of these songs, the ones on tonight's list and the ones on the other list, I got a little for tonight. I got a little teary-eyed. I was uh, chopping onions over here. So I try not to do it while we're talking.
1: I I'm trying to I think there's only one on my list that gets me that way but we'll get to that when we get to that yeah i can't
0: i can't mention the one that really got me because it's going to be on another episode i kind of want to but i won't because i don't want to ruin it but i know some people are going to love it and they're also going to be like oh my heart all right so 1980s we're the same age we have similar movie taste but honestly, I'm, I'm actually really interested to hear your list because I don't know how many we're going to have in common. There's one for sure I can think of. But other well, than that...
1: that one, what? And I will tell you the same thing like you told me during the pregame warm-up. It's not number one.
0: Okay, I think I actually know which one you're talking about. But other than that, I I actually, I started thinking about it and I really couldn't think what you would put on your list because we have never really talked music. We talk movies all the time, but, and sometimes when we talk movies, we talk about the songs that impacted us, but I'm, I'm very interested. I'm going to say one. I think we're going to have one in common.
1: I, one is a solid, possibly two because one of my choices is I don't want to go down this road, but it's something that not a lot of people are going to assume that I'm going to think is quote unquote, one of the greatest movie themes from the 1980s. Hmm. So, okay. But I think that one might possibly be on your list, but at the same time, I could also see it not being on your list as well.
0: Okay. So what are you going with, one or two?
1: I'll go, well, why not? I go on your show and I get wrong all the time. So let's <laughs> go with
0: two. Okay. so are
1: going to let that go, by the way, just so you know,
0: I can't help it if you're not as smart as I am. I mean, that <laughs> sounds like a personal problem. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> no, it would be. I would be a lot smarter if your husband wasn't such a freaking amazing clue writer.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, you know what made me the most mad about that was when he was like, oh, I won because Amanda only got this many right and Casey only got this many right. He didn't count how many of yours I got right. So really, I was better than what he said.
1: We need to just let that go. Anyway, yes, yes.
0: Let's let bygones be bygones. Okay, so... I am say- than on one night. yeah thank you i i know but i appreciate you saying that <laughs>
1: <laughs> number so, five
0: okay before that real quick i'm going to tell you the one if it's the one i think that you think we're going to have in common um i think you're going to be disappointed because it's going to be my honorable mention but we're going to see we i could be completely wrong so Number 5, you go. What do you have?
1: Um my number 5 is the theme song from the US Navy classic. I don't remember what year it was made, but it is about a jet fighter school in Southern California, <laughs> California. Yes. The theme song would be Danger Zone.
0: highway to Sorry, I'm a terrible singer. Don't let me go. You have to stop me. Uh, mm-hmm. Hold on, real quick. If I start singing at any time during this podcast, which I will, stop me. Okay. Okay. Go ahead.
1: So, yes, that to me, the first time I remember watching that movie when it came out on cable TV, the movie opens up with, you know, the instrumental. You know, little dun, opening dun, and then all of a sudden. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> bam, cuts right into the freaking adrenaline pumping, you know, Kenny Loggins. Yep. Rock song, and it's like, bam, you get your adrenaline going and your heart's pumping in your chest, beating out of your chest. And yes, it, it gets you ready to go for the entire, what, hour and 45 minutes minutes two hours long that the movie is
0: yes i mean how amazing is kenny loggins first of all i mean he's just
1: let's be honest kenny loggins has how many freaking amazing theme songs from movies that were made in the 80s right right which we won't go into just in
0: case but
1: yes exactly um
0: but yeah and Honestly, Top Gun is just one of the best movies ever. I mean, Tom Cruise and that fighter pilot jacket. And yeah, you're right. The music and the airplanes. And you can just like, you can feel the jet stream in your soul. Like, it's just so good.
1: Oh, yeah. And I mean, I've heard people mention the fact that, you know, what that movie did for Navy recruiting in the late 80s. Right, right. I mean, everybody that went and saw that movie wanted to become a jet fighter pilot.
0: Yep. I remember that. Jack, yeah. are you coming in here or are you going to sit there and whine? Come on, buddy. My dog is whining to come in, but then he doesn't want to come in. There you go, buddy. Good boy. Good boy. That's a good boy. Oh, you're such a good boy. Okay, sorry. Um, Yeah. And the love story. And I, I mean as a kid and so 1989 I think is hold on I looked it up 1986 so what we were around seven eight years old and I just remember you know them kissing and him just grabbing her by the hair when he was on the motorcycle and it was just so passionate and it's like you know they're not going to end up together but it's still just so amazing
1: well no because I've seen the trailer for the yet to be released and been and holding for two freaking years now. Thank you, COVID. Sequel. Right. And I know good and heck well that... Yeah. Kelly I'm, McGillis, not exci-
0: I'm not excited about it. I'm really not.
1: Well, it's one I, of those things where if they were going to do a sequel, they should have done it freaking 25 years ago.
0: Right. And you can't recreate ago. that magic.
1: No. And I... Personally, in the last probably 10 years, have developed a mantra that is don't fuck with the classics. Yeah. Because very, very rare, even when, you know, our mutual favorite TV show got announced that they were doing that and bringing back Cobra Kai,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I freaking came unglued because it's like, no, 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 it's not going to be good. It, mm. No, it, it can't be good. I was wrong, and I will gladly admit that I was wrong. Yes, yes, you were. One of the most amazing shows ever, but.
0: I wasn't with you on that. I I was excited about Cobra Kai because it wasn't, it's not a remake. It's a continuation. So I'm okay with that. Kind of like Halloween 2018. Like, I don't want to see another remake of Halloween. Like Rob Zombie did his thing, and I can kind of appreciate it, but I don't want to keep remaking the same stuff. A continuation, if it's done the right way, I think is okay, which Cobra Kai
1: was fucking flawless. Well, yeah, and I've seen continuations that were done completely horrible, too. Right, right.
0: So you would say Danger Zone is the theme song of Top Gun and not Take My Breath Away, or would you put them, like, side by side?
1: See, and this is part of the thing. I would put both of those side by side.
0: I agree, I agree.
1: Because if you actually go back and look at the soundtrack, it doesn't, Danger Zone doesn't have theme attached to it.
0: But if you go back
1: and look at it, Take My Breath Away, open parentheses, love theme, close close parentheses. So we didn't necessarily specifically clarify. No. Is it just great theme, love theme, whatever kind of theme. You
0: know. I I think it's a song the sh- the movie is known for, and throughout mm-hmm. the movie you hear different ver- like variations of "Take My Breath Away," but you also hear those of "Danger Zone." So I think
1: yeah. I think they're both yeah, equal. I think, uh, yeah, I would totally agree one hundred percent.
0: Okay, so um, real quick, this show is old, but for anybody who is a fan of Kenny Loggins or any of the seventies, eighties. Yacht rock, pop, whatever. There is a web series online. It's a mockumentary, and it's called Yacht Rock, and it is one of the funniest freaking things you will ever watch if you know the music. So it's Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald and um, okay, Steely Dan and like all these seventies and eighties like hollow notes, like, and it is hey, so. Oh my god, it's so funny. So anyway, it's old. I think it's from like 2012 maybe 20 to, I don't know. It's old. But Google it, look it up on YouTube, Yacht Rock, you won't be disappointed if you like that kind of music and you know the people, it will make you laugh your freaking ass off. So there you go. That's my recommendation for the night. And All
1: number right. 5 you would be Yes.
0: All right. So my number five is the predictable thing that was going to be on my list that you already know about. And it is the quote-unquote theme song from the 1984 best movie ever, The Karate Kid. And it's You're the Best by Joe Esposito. And I, I mean... You would one. Yeah, you knew I was going to have this. I mean
1: it's I didn't not know where it was going to be on your list but i knew it was going to be on there some point
0: this is the only song on my list that is not a popular song like it's not a song that a lot of people know like i said i think i've told this story before but in college i i went on a date with a guy and he was like this is my test to know if we can go out or not is to say do you know what movie this is from and he played that song and immediately i was like karate kid now granted that guy was a douchebag and we ended up together but I'll give him credit for that being a good test because you should know that song. Um exactly. but yeah, so this song comes on during the scene at the tournament where Daniel is, you know, finally facing off with all these guys. He's, you know, getting his bearings, he's realizing he can beat these people. And it's the whole montage of the fight scene between him starting and him fighting Johnny. And it's just
1: Well yeah, this, I mean, he's basically working his way through the, the entire- whole Cobra guy. yeah because i mean there's even i mean he basically goes through everybody in johnny's gang plus a couple other kids from the dojo that aren't even in johnny's gang so
0: and i am so fucking here for it it is my favorite part like when he beats dutch and he gives him that little smirk i just i stand up and i start cheering it's so good And um, I mean, it's just a great song. I mean, it's cheesy, obviously. I mean, cheese on top of cheese on top of cheese, but it's just amazing. So and fun fact that people might not know that song um, was actually supposed to be the theme for Rocky three, but they replaced it with Eye of the Tiger. And then it was supposed to be the theme for Flashdance, but they turned it down for Maniac. And then it got karate kid. So there you go.
1: And I think honest to God, it probably fits better in the Karate Kid than Agreed. It uh, would have been either I mean Maniac, when you hear it, it's obviously flash dance.
0: When I hear it, I think of Tommy <laughs> Boy. Just saying.
1: Well, I mean you have <laughs> But yes, know, it's the, flash the, dance. The, but yeah, I mean it fits that right
0: movie right. perfectly
1: you know when i have the tiger comes on what's the first movie you think of
0: rocky exactly
1: exactly and so th- for me and you, when you're the best comes on what's the first thing we think about
0: exactly karate kid yeah, no, but first to- of all this song never comes on the radio this song wasn't popular on the radio back then it's not popular now it never has been it's just you know it if you know the Karate Kid. It was never like Eye of the Tiger. You hear it on the radio even today. Maniac, you hear it on the radio even today. So that song is really obscure, which is another reason that I love it, because it's not like everybody can go, oh, I know that song's so amazing. I saw it and such and such. Like, if you know Karate Kid, you know that song. Otherwise, you're like, what the hell are you talking about? So there you go.
1: No, Exactly.
0: And it's my uh, "pump me up, get me ready to kick some ass" jam. So there you go.
1: Which I'm sure you probably listened to before Friends trivia the other night.
0: Yeah, I didn't need it, obviously. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: you keep bringing it up. I'm just going to keep knocking them out of the park. So, how
1: yeah,
0: much yeah. H- how much abuse do you want to take? Just saying.
1: I earned it. I deserved it. I didn't fully prep like I. Should have, and I didn't believe you when you said that your husband was going to literally annihilate. I tried to her. tell you.
0: I tried to tell you. All right. So, well, let's move on to number four. What do you have?
1: So, my number four is the one that you're probably not going to think that I would classify as one of the greatest movie themes from the 80s. Okay. And it is the theme song from the movie starring Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze, <laughs> The Time of My Life.
0: Nice. Yes. That was on my long list. It did not make my top five. But yeah, you cannot talk about the 80s and and movies and not talk about that song for sure
1: Again, because like you said with like danger zone and eye of the tiger and maniac and songs like that if you turn on like a classic rock radio station at some point throughout god day, we're old yeah Sorry. you're gonna hear that song
0: and immediately you picture johnny lifting baby up in the air like that's yeah. it. it invokes an image for sure
1: and that was part of the criteria I tried my best to use when I was determining my top five because I figured the obscure, a lot of people might not think of it as being great, but right. I already admitted that you're number five in my soon to be coming up on the list at some point we have in common. So I do have an obscure one on my list.
0: Well, my other four definitely invoke imagery. So number five was the only one that's like, if you know it, you know it. If you don't, meh, whatever. Which is why I almost included, well, never mind. I'll wait in case it's on your list, but yes. Um,
1: I mean, God, Dirty
0: Dancing. I mean, just one of the best movies of our time. And I know it's cheesy, but who didn't grow up wanting to be either Johnny or Baby? Like you just wanted that. Like you wanted that love story. You wanted that success. You wanted that connection.
1: At that point in my childhood, I, Jennifer Gray, was a crush that I had. And if I had to be Patrick Swayze to get a girl like that, I was willing to do it.
0: Nobody was a Patrick Swayze except Patrick Swayze.
1: R. A. P. Oh, I know. (laughs)
0: So I I think I must have been in like third grade, I think, around when that movie came out. I can't really remember because my parents let us watch stuff we shouldn't have watched. Like I saw Porky's when I was like, I don't know, seven years old. Like I watched all the stuff I wasn't supposed oh, to watch, yeah. but <laughs> um,
1: I don't know how your house was when you were a kid, but, you know, on Friday, Saturday nights after, you know, mom and dad went to bed.
0: Oh, yeah. I had
1: no I had no freaking problem sneaking out to the living room and turning the TV on to HBO or Showtime or whatever Yeah. turning the volume sitting literally three inches from the freaking TV and watching Porky's Nightmare on Elm Street Friday the 13th Halloween blah 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 blah. and yeah and even then you still you know have moments where like the first time I saw Stand By Me on HBO it's like they pop up the following movie is rated r by the motion picture association of america and then they live
0: and you're like yes
1: (laughs) yeah and they go off and list off a couple of these things that are might be considered inappropriate for a child and it's like god i hope mom didn't hear that because (laughs) adult language and it's like oh god he's gonna hear that they said adult language and make me turn it off
0: I heard adult language at my house all the time, and my parents were, they're lovely people, but they were very young and way more interested in their own lives than what we were doing, so we basically got to do what, watch whatever we wanted, but.
1: It uh, was pretty much what my house was, too.
0: My best friend and I, and her mom was super strict, so if I was at her house, we had to sneak it, but Dirty Dancing and Pretty Woman, those were our movies, we would watch them over and over and over. But what I was going to say, so I had a boyfriend when we lived in Maryland, I think. We were like third graders and we had been watching Dirty Dancing. And so we took it upon ourselves to try to do the lift. And it, I, I wish I could get inside my parents' head if they had watched us try to do that and been like, what are these children trying to do? We never pulled it off. <laughs> Shout out, by the way, to Michael Gray, if you're listening. I remember trying to do the lift with you it was very sweet. It did not work out, <laughs> but that's what you did. Like you just wanted to be those people and you wanted to live those lives. And I think as, as maybe not that age, but as you got a little older into like tween and teenagers, you're, you're dealing with all those longing feelings. And so you, you uh, empathize or you, you know, relate to what they're going through. And it's like, okay, this you know, this person is feeling all the stuff I'm feeling, and I just want to be able to express it to someone. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Um, and your number four. My number. That four. was be
1: my number two that I thought we might have, but I wasn't sure. So. Yeah. I. I'm, I'm wrong again.
0: The '80s was the hardest one for me to narrow down. There's just too many.
1: And like. So many. I'm even now. I'm sitting here thinking. Through while we're talking through this and it's like I didn't even think about that movie I didn't even think about that movie I didn't even think about that movie and it's like right? You know, well, I made my top five list and not letting it alter in any way while we're going because other things are popping into my head
0: I mean three of my five are from the same year so it's like how do you I mean that might be ruining it but how do you the whole decade and three of my top five are from the same year there's so many like just i don't know but But, but whatever (laughs) so my number four is a song that is straight up tearjerker the movie straight up tearjerker if you didn't cry in this movie i think you have no soul but it also holds a special place in my heart because my best friend and i this was kind of like our I mean, I know you say, like, how couples have a song or whatever. Like, we're best friends, but this was, like, our movie. Like, this was kind of like our, you know, we were each a character, and this was just the movie that connected us as friends. I don't know why, because we were young, but that's just what it was. And it is the 1988 Bette Midler song, The Wind Beneath My Wings, from the movie Beaches. And, yeah, I
1: mean... I don't even have to see the movie I don't even have to see that scene in the movie I can just hear the damn song and yeah nope I'm done
0: this is one of the ones that made me tear up just thinking about it and of course because the song is so good the movie is so sad but also because it does bring back you know memories for me that are dear to my heart and so it's like Mm -hmm. you know with, with my friend and I, it was kind of like I was the CC and she was the Hillary, sort of. I mean, not really, but I would say not necessarily like on the exact point, but more like I was kind of the attention seeker and she was kind of the one that was like more in the background. So we watched that movie. T- I can't even tell you how many times we watched that movie together. And it's just, it's so good. And Bet Midler, no matter what you think about her, her voice is just fucking spectacular. I mean... Yes. That song, the whole soundtrack, actually, Beaches' whole soundtrack, amazing. That song just rips my heart right out, and again, as soon as you hear it, you know what it's from.
1: That's the other thing that I rapidly started remembering while I was doing this list about soundtracks in the 80s was I do not think there was a better decade for movie soundtracks than there was in the 80s. Agreed.
0: Agreed. I think the 90s did a pretty good job. Not as good. Like, the 80s is by far the
1: best. The 80s is the best.
0: Around. And exactly. Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. Okay. Um, the other thing I was gonna say about Women Eat My <laughs> Wings... Do you say No Mercy? No More Singing. Uh, oh, yes. Thank you. Sorry. You Slap said, me down said, like the little girl that I am. <laughs> I you did
1: said say whenever you start singing, I need to... A- oh. I did say that.
0: Yeah. Right. When My Wings was actually written um, in like 1982. It, w- it wasn't written um, for the movie or for Bette Midler. Other people recorded it, but Bette, Bette Midler's version did land number 44 on afi's uh 100 years 100 songs so movie soundtracks basically best 100 songs from the movies so well, that was a pretty good uh, a good feat i mean
1: considering yeah. how many decades of movies there is in american history
0: exactly okay number 3 what do you have
1: speaking of stand by me rehashes My number three movie theme song from the 80s, technically not an 80s song, Mm -hmm. but it is from an 80s movie that we are actually recording an episode of An Evening at the Movies on in two nights is Damn By Me. Oh.
0: That song. It's so good.
1: Which actually reminds me i saw an interview with jason patrick and Kiefer sutherland mm. from a comic-con that they did like a year ago ironically down in your neck of the woods in dallas nice and for
0: lost Boys, i guess
1: well yeah but a lot of the questions were kept getting direct Nobody really asked Jason Patrick any questions. They Aww. all got direct at Kiefer.
0: Well, he's Before. way more famous.
1: <laughs> True, and he has a lot bigger body of work that right. people tend to be more fascinated with because you have Lost Boys, Stand by Me, right? All the Flatliners, all the uh, movie. Uh, God, main, Flatliners. Moving.
0: Sorry. And then
1: you factor in, you get to late 90s early 2000s he had his nine-year run on 24 and all that
0: and don't forget a time to kill amazing
1: oh yeah that got brought up too
0: yeah
1: oh i would have liked
0: to hear that that must have been so hard for him like not like i'm equating anything in real life to what people have to do in movies but like when i watch movies like crash or like that or like um it just when you have to play that white supremacist part like how much do you just cringe having to say those words like if I was an actress and somebody wanted me to say the n-word I don't think I could
1: do it he specifically addresses that subject that is basically what the question is is about um yeah what it's like to be such a decent human being and getting to take the gloves off and play such a ruthless, right, asshole, bad guy, and how much fun could that be? And he's like, it really isn't that fun if you stop and think about it because
0: because that's real life.
1: Yeah, and it's not who you are
0: exactly. If it's fiction, it's like okay, I can pretend to be this badass fighter bitch who hates people because that shit didn't happen in real life but when it's like you know racism that stuff's real and you have to stand there in front of black people on a set and say that word like i i don't know i commend actors that are able to do that because i wouldn't be able to that's just it makes me cringe just thinking about it but anyway
1: (laughs) so yes stand Stand by by me (laughs) three greatest theme song from the 80s and of all time oh of course good one
0: good one i'm all up in my fields now which i still have a little bit more of that to do i was coming down from when beneath my wings but now you got me in it again but um
1: (laughs) well going to when i dropped that one because like i said we've already attempted the stand by me episode i'm sorry i have I wasn't going there. I'm not <laughs> blame. It's both of our would. We'll, we'll say it's that totally
0: works. my fault. I take all the blame. But the next one will be even better. That was just a rehearsal. So there you go.
1: Exactly.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to my number three because this will put a little pep in our step and get us uh, out of the dumps. This is the one song on my list, other than my random karate kid song, that just gets you going it's amazing it's inspirational it makes me just it makes me feel all the feels and it is another kenny loggins jam footloose Mm -hmm. from the 1984 Mm -hmm. film footloose and just one of the best songs and best movies i mean if People ask, you know, what's your favorite movie of all time? I can't name a favorite movie. Even naming a top five, they interchange all the time. But Footloose is always in that conversation. Always. The number might change, but you ask me top five, I will always name Footloose as one of them. It's it's see, just I'm, incredible.
1: See, I personally have my top four, and Footloose isn't in my top four. Okay. But after you have... After you get outside of my top four, Footloose is in that big category of honorable mentions right For lack of a better term right because it's it's iconic,
0: yeah. And the song, it just makes you want to get up and move. It, it makes you want to celebrate and just, it makes you feel alive, or at least it is for me. Like all the things they talk about in the movie, that song makes you feel it. It makes you just want to get up and just like move your whole body and move your feet and shake and dance and just shake everything off and just feel free. And that's kind of yeah. the theme of the movie. So Kenny Loggins really captured that. And you know, obviously so did Kevin Bacon and the whole movie is just just yeah, I can't I could go on about footloose forever. Well, it's amazing. And, and you know, again, I, that whole Kenny Loggins eighties thing where he just had move, you know, song, 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 song after you know, every movie. Yeah, he I, was part I, of it for I, a reason.
1: I kind of figured you shut me down for a reason when I started talking about yeah, Kenny it is iconic
0: that was why
1: (laughs) she's got fucking footloose on her list somewhere i know she does
0: i mean of course i mean and and two it's like you know i back in the days when you had movies on a vhs tape and so basically one tape would hold like three movies if you recorded it and i can remember my brother and i I honestly can't remember what the first movie was, but the second movie on this tape was Footloose. And the third movie was the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner movie. So we would play that tape over and over and over and watch all three movies. It was just like our thing. Like I can even tell you today what part in the credits of Footloose it cuts off and goes to the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner movie. Like it's very ingrained in my my childhood memories. So I think that's part of it. And two, again, like, I think, you know, going back to just wanting to feel like dirty dancing, like just wanting to feel freedom and independence and not wanting to be sheltered and just wanting to go out and be yourself. I think I've always been a person, like I've always been a really passionate person. And I've always wanted to kind of live beyond my restrictions. And so those kind of movies always spoke to me because that's how mm-hmm. I felt inside. So, yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, yeah. Kenny Loggins, I mean, <laughs> Top I Gun to and
1: uh, and Caddyshack.
0: Caddyshack and yeah. And then, oh, when he did the return to poo corner. Oh my God. Or the house on poo corner. Okay. I'm going to tear up. Okay. Sorry. If you have not listened to Kenny Loggins sing house on poo corner or house at poo corner, you're missing out on something beautiful anyway. (laughs) And he sang it for his son, which was even more beautiful, but
1: yeah. If you haven't heard it before, go YouTube it and check it out.
0: Oh, do. And take tissues, but you will not be sorry. It's so beautiful. So anyway, yeah. Footloose, my jam, my song, my movie. Love it. Kenny Loggins can't go wrong. So number two, what do you have for number two? I have to stop crying, so let's move on.
1: (laughs) Well, you already know what I have for my number two because it was your number five.
0: (gasps) Shut up yep oh, I'm so impressed, okay, well, I have to hear this. Why is it your number two? Let's go for it.
1: Why you're the best is number two.
0: Mhm. I didn't realize you loved karate Kid that much, or is oh, it just yeah. a song?
1: Oh no, oh no, I mean, I know Trust we both me.
0: love it, but
1: um the reason behind my love for that song so much is because. And a lot of this didn't happen as much during the '80s, but it happened in well, I guess late '80s, early '90s and into the early to mid '90s being junior high and high school, because I remember playing a lot of sports in school, mm-hmm. football, wrestling, nice things that. And in a lot of ways, I didn't participate in karate but I was a wrestler and I had one of those coaches that we would come out for team warmups with, you know, the gym lights down, strobe lights flashing all over the (laughs) place, and various, you know, adrenaline pumping danger zone. You're the best. Yep. You know, all these other, you know, to get our adrenaline pumping and, you know, try and sort of create a certain intimidation level against the other team. Yeah. So it 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 brings back incredibly fond memories. And some of the best friends that I ever had in junior high school were teammates that I had playing football, and wrestling and things of that nature. So it's just that. how amazing
0: is that song at that? Like, you can't not listen to that song and not feel like you just want to go kick somebody's ass like It really invokes confidence.
1: No, no, it it totally does. So that's why I have it ranked as high as I do.
0: I love it. I love it. I'm actually impressed. I didn't think that, I guess, I mean, I know we've talked about it, but I didn't realize that you held it to that standard. So I'm impressed. In fact... Okay, seriously, how can that not that, that song not get you pumped up? Like, I want to jump up and start moving just listening to that little clip of it.
1: Exactly, and well, okay, here's another thing, too. If you stop and think about it, that song for that franchise is so iconic that they dusted it off and brought it back for Cobra Kai.
0: Yep, which I
1: love. Exactly. Oh, Cobra so, Kai! Sorry, same freaking scene in Cobra Kai that it was in the original movie, but still.
0: But yeah, still. If again, if you're a Karate Kid fan, you know as soon as you hear that song, you know exactly what it is. Like, well, no, like, never, like we no, said, no, it's not no, a no. popular radio song, but if you are a Karate Kid fan, you don't, you just know.
1: Yeah, and that I think that's part of the reason why, after being. Negative to the idea of Cobra Kai when they first announced it, and then actually watching season one when it came out, and then all of a sudden, you get all these little grabs of nostalgia. Oh, yeah, they they keep bringing back, and you know, whether it's bringing back music from the original movies or whether it's bringing back, you know, 87 percent of. Johnny's gang in season two, or whether it's spoiler alert, bringing back Elizabeth shoe in season three, or bringing back Chosen in season three, or Kumiko in season two.
0: and the golf and stuff scene where she's spoiler alert there with Johnny, but they're playing her and Daniel's song, and it's like,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Cobra Kai did a good job of of getting our age group into it which obviously i think that was kind of a given but they still gave yeah. us enough easter eggs and enough stuff to be happy but they also brought in a new group of kids that didn't have to see the karate kid to understand what was going on
1: no because you which is amazing yeah you pretty much from the beginning of episode one with it starting at the last moment of the tournament with. Uh, I kicked him in the face <laughs> right and then johnny waking up hung over down on his luck blah 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 right. and it's like oh okay
0: like you could start cobra kai as fresh never knowing anything about karate kid and still like it and that's yeah. what i think they did so well is that you you get the best of both worlds where if you're oh, a boy. lover of karate kid like we are yeah it's you're all in your feelings like you love the story but you're also like oh my god it's just taking me back i love it so much but also as a newcomer and especially like a teenager well i've never watched karate kids so what this this shit's cool so my number two i could potentially see this being on your list it is um the love theme from the 1989 film say anything in your eyes by peter gabriel and any 80s child or anyone who's ever seen this movie you hear in your eyes you immediately picture john cusack holding a boom box above his head
1: uh-huh. trying
0: to get diane court to just freaking love him already <laughs> oh my heart
1: it's just outside of my honorable mention
0: i mean If you listen to the show, you know my love of John Cusack. So, I mean, he's so endearing. And Lloyd Dobler, I mean, he's just, he's the guy that a lot of us should have gone out with in high school, but we didn't. And when I watch it now, I'm like, oh my gosh, there were so many Lloyd Doblers in my school that I didn't even pay attention to that. Uh Would have held up a boombox for me and done all these things to make me happy and you just overlook them because they're not what you think you're supposed to go for, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I I can think of numerous movies from that decade and obviously there's other movies from other decades that it can apply, apply to too but the 80s had it so much with, you know, movies like say anything or pretty in pink mm-hmm. or whatever i mean basically the two characters from those two i mean ducky and lloyd are basically almost 100 percent freaking similar
0: right i think that i mean high school is just its own weird experience anyway you know i my high school experience, I had like two serious boyfriends pretty much through all of high school. And I had a period of about six months where I dated around. But I dated a guy that was kind of a Lloyd Dobbler. And then I dated a guy that was like a big time athlete. And luckily, they were both really good humans. Like they were both amazing people. And I wasn't like, oh, I have to go out with so and so because of their status. But a lot of people are like mm-hmm. that. Like a lot of people would overlook someone like Lloyd just because he's not cool or he doesn't hang with a certain crowd but oh my god his heart like I just every time I watch that movie I feel like where is my Lloyd Dobler like where is the guy that would stand outside my window with a boombox for me and and the song I mean those songs just so beautiful Peter Lloyd, Gabriel is amazing
1: your Lloyd Dobbler is probably in the other room watching tv as we speak
0: I love my husband to the ends of the earth. He would never pull a Lloyd Dobbler for me. He's just not that kind of guy. <laughs> um, also too, though, I mean, I think everybody's different. I think a lot of us as we grow up kind of grow out of some of that stuff. And, True. you know, so there are a lot of guys that are still like that, but. You know, you mature and things change and i love my husband he loves me and we know how we feel about each other but i also know he's never gonna go stand outside my window with a boombox to proclaim his love that's just not who he is and that's fine but as a teenager i'm like i need john cusack to come tell me he loves me i would give him more than just a pen
1: <laughs> right
0: i gave her my heart and she gave me a pen <laughs> But yeah, I, that song, regardless of the movie, is just a really beautiful song. It's, you know, I feel like the music and the words, it's just, it it really, to me, kind of like penetrates your heart and just makes you want to feel something, which is how you know music is doing a good thing because it makes you either feel something or it makes you long to feel something, which is how you know you have a good song.
1: Well, yeah, and especially when it comes to movies, the link between movies and music is so vital that, I mean, I'm sure you being a fan of this movie as you are, you probably heard this one before, but like when John Carpenter first finished filming the original Halloween. Yeah. And the studio saw everything without any yeah. of the music. It was they like, were like, yeah this is garbage what the hell yep wasted all of our money on this and then he went back and cut in the various scores for each scene and they came back and watched it again later it's like oh this is the most
0: terrifying thing i've seen in my fucking life
1: (laughs) exactly and that's how i feel about it yeah. that's how you know that you pro- have an amazing soundtrack for a movie though is when you can take the visual image and then the move you add the music in on top of it and it just ratchets down that emotion yeah that much tighter because
0: yeah watching that scene without the song you're like okay this is stupid what's he doing he's holding a boombox, and he has this weird look on his face like yeah Music is the one thing in the world that I think can make us all feel something, no matter what kind of music it is. And it's so powerful. And
1: oh, I agree
0: 100%. I mean, I think we might be a little more like, you know, emotional or poetic about it, but I don't think anybody in the world can say there's not some piece of music, some song, some symphony, some score that you've heard that doesn't make you feel something inside your heart. Like, because just that's just what it does and anyway in your eyes does that to me every time I hear it I I just feel a little like pain in my heart but it's like a sad but also like a good feeling and uh-huh. every single time I hear it so that's why it's my number two because it just my number one is the same every time I hear it it's like a stab in the heart but this one is just like
1: you know yeah, my number one is the exact same way for me
0: okay all right well what is it
1: so my number one favorite theme song movie theme song from the 80s is from the same franchise as my number two movie just a different movie mm-hmm. it would be the peter Satera glory, glory of, of love, love. Oh. you get okay you take all of that music out of it but yet you have the whole story with Daniel and Mr. Miyagi going to Okinawa to see his dying father. Then you get the whole developing relationship between Daniel and Kamiko. And it, it's just an amazing song. And I also grew up in a house listening to a lot of old school Chicago music oh, too. Yeah.
0: I was going to so, say... Has Peter Cetera ever done anything that doesn't just stab you right in the middle of your fucking heart? Like Chicago well, dude, and dude. Peter Cetera are like it, nothing he has ever done doesn't make me want to cry. Honestly,
1: I mean, he he has just a way at the set, the quality of his voice just does it, and
0: yeah, it really does, and.
1: I to... can't imagine anybody else singing that song either and having either. it yeah. work the way that it worked.
0: So that one almost made my top 5 because I feel the same way you do. That song is just so it's so beautiful and like again like everything he sings to me is just just I mean obviously Chicago Chicago's amazing. I love so much of their work. But even with him just on his own, you know, Glory of Love is just, yeah, it's amazing. What is the song from, oh no. What is that movie with Sylvester Stallone where he's a truck driver over and the he top. are over the top? What's the song from Over the Top? Like I, Kenny to thing? I think it is. Uh, I'm sorry, Can I'm looking it up because. It? That song makes me cry every single time. I'm looking it up.
1: If it's the one I think it is, it's Meet Me Halfway.
0: That is it. Oh, can, See Another Kenny Loggins gem in the 80s. Yeah.
1: So so he that's did The Blockbusters. He did the freaking B movies too like Over the Top.
0: Yeah. Over the Top is a fucking great movie. I will fight anybody that tells me it's not. That movie oh, is so great. good. I've seen it a I million times. It.
1: Well, you got to remember, too, that that movie came out right about the same time you're looking at, right in the heart of the Rocky Balboa era. Right. The other side of that coin being the John Rambo era. You know, a lot of Stallone's movies were rated R, rated R, rated R, rated R, rated R. And I remember, I specifically remember that coming out on HBO and you know you get the little monthly cable guide that shows you what's coming out every month and yep it gives you the dates and the times that it's going to be on and i remember seeing the picture of him the movie poster the dvd box the video box whatever yep and it had the little square underneath it that said pg and i was like <laughs> oh finally one movie and not have to freaking hide it yep <laughs> um all right
0: so let's move on to my number one and it is my third and final 1984 film and i was just going to play the beginning of the song and you can let me know when you know it which should be fairly quickly okay Really?
1: Oh, really? oh my god! It's coming! It's coming! It's... Oh! Oh, freaking die Yeah, it's Purple Rain. I knew it.
0: <laughs> okay, so Purple Rain, Prince, nineteen eighty four. So, this is probably the movie Amazing. I love it. Just, yeah, everything about it. So, the soundtrack of Purple Rain. My mom had it on vinyl. I have it on vinyl, like an original from the 80s. One of my favorite, favorite albums of all time. Every song's amazing. Prince, mm-hmm. a fucking legend. And, it. I mean, Purple Rain, if you listen to it, it's obviously a sad song. It it, it makes you feel kind of sad. But if you watch the movie and you realize what he's talking about, at least in the concept of the movie, which is loosely a biopic of Prince. We don't know how much is true and how much isn't. But, I mean. Well,
1: we'll never know now. What? We'll never know now. Oh. not trying to cause the tears (laughs) i'm already
0: crying purple rain is just one of those songs like i just i don't know it makes me so sad and especially thinking of the movie when you know he's talking about his relationship with his father and how awful it is and yeah it's just and again the whole album amazing um Another song that they say is kind of the theme song of Purple Rain movie is When Doves Cry, which is also another amazing song. So I think you can't go wrong with either one. But for me, Purple Rain is the anthem of Purple Rain.
1: Well, obviously it's the anthem of Purple Rain. (laughs) But yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I mean, that soundtrack is probably one of the most if not the most iconic soundtracks of all time yes the movie is one of the greatest movies of all time and if you don't think it's not one of the greatest i mean if you don't agree with me that it's one of the greatest movies of all time you pack your shit up and get the hell out of this country totes
0: because yeah it's so good And so (laughs) I'll tell you something embarrassing about myself. Um, So obviously in 1984, I was like five years old and my mom really liked Purple Rain. You know, we had the album, we watched the movie. And for some reason, I just thought it was so cool to dress up like Apollonia. So I would put on my mom's heels and I would find something to wear as a cape because I thought the cape was the coolest thing in the world. And I was like, growing up, like, why don't people wear capes? so abby got me watching riverdale so if anybody watches riverdale you know that veronica wears capes all the time and i'm like okay she wears capes i'm bringing capes back because apollonia wore them and she looked amazing
1: oh the riverdale
0: yeah riverdale it's a, uh, it's going downhill i'm not very happy about it
1: i was going to check it out and then there was a unfortunate tragic event that happened
0: yeah don't please don't mm, mm. Yeah. They, they... Not
1: going there. Mm-mm.
0: they brought him back this season for a couple episodes and i can't i can't mm. how how what they bring him back from previous clips they had of him obviously oh <laughs> the so the kids graduate so they they have used old clips yeah
1: <laughs> reincarnation that we don't know about yet god i
0: wish bring luke perry back to my life i'll pray to all the gods for that
1: <laughs> right
0: yes um but yeah so purple rain again the song itself the whole album darling nikki another one of my all-time favorite songs It is one of my favorite songs to just get dirty and nasty and drunk and dance to. It's such a dirty song, and it's so good. But yeah, Purple Rain makes me cry. So there you go.
1: That was interesting. We only had one thing in common.
0: I know. Well, so let's see what your honorable mention is, because that was the one I thought you would have that's mine, but maybe I'm wrong. So what's your honorable Um, mention?
1: Honorable mention is totally off the wall and probably not something that you're going to think that would make my list or even make an honorable mention, but it kind of sort of Please tell me it's
0: never ending story.
1: Oh, fuck. I didn't even think about that movie. Oh,
0: I was going to say, oh my God, if it is, I would die. Okay, no, just kidding.
1: (laughs) No, my honorable mention ties in with the story that I'm planning on sharing Thursday night for the Stand By Me Ah. re-record but (laughs) my number well it's not a number it's an honorable mention is from a movie that came out in 1985 and was filmed approximately two hours outside my front door away from my house in the beautiful city of Astoria, Oregon.
0: Well, it's not the one I'm thinking of. Go ahead.
1: The movie... Well, we'll just go straight to the song. The song is performed by the... ultra-colorful... Cindy Lauper. The movie is The Goonies.
0: Aww. And...
1: My honorable mention is The Goonies are good enough. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that whole...
0: Nice. I like it. It, The Goonies is a masterpiece.
1: Oh, yeah. Again, that's one of those movies that they still won't shut up about either redoing or sequelizing. Please don't. It's like, just stop. Stop, stop, stop. The thing I heard about it was... A comment that Feldman made that if it's going to be done, it needs to be done as quickly as possible because the only person that should be able to direct that movie is Richard Donner, who directed the original movie, and he is in his 90s now.
0: Yeah. And we don't have Rob Reiner anymore, and we barely have Steven Spielberg, so there's not a lot of people that can do it.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. But to me, that whole... I hear that song and I flash back to you know my what I was eight nine years old at the time, spending time with my friends doing countless things. Heck yeah! It just it like with uh, everything else, it re- it strikes a chord deep in your soul and it resonates exactly, literally forever.
0: No, I'm with you. That's a good one. Goonies is amazing well mine and I'm actually surprised because I really thought this would make your top five but again we haven't talked a lot about this stuff so I might have overestimated it but
1: again after you say this I have a response but go ahead
0: it's probably on your long list um I would and it is um, very close to my top five don't you forget about me by Simple Minds from the Be- Breakfast Club. Because I want to
1: hear a funny story. Sure. That song actually was my number five. Literally up until I sent the about five minutes before I sent you the text message saying <laughs> done, finalized, blah 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 blah
0: nice
1: all of a sudden top gun popped into my head and i don't simply, blame you that's seeing that my response me, that it's iconic
0: amazing. 80s i mean honestly yeah. it really
1: is and like we said throughout the entire episode realistically everything about the 80s was freaking iconic the music the movies tv everything
0: yeah i mean and i the only reason i didn't put it on my list is i do love it but i also feel like it's just kind of a given like you hear don't you forget about me you picture you know
1: yeah you hear Uh, anthony michael hall reading the letter to
0: the principal whatever his name is principal,
1: Mm -hmm. principal vernon
0: Right, and you see John what's-his-name in the movie raising Bender his fist, with, Bender, so on the, yeah.
1: After getting given a diamond earring stud by his booty call, Molly Ringwald.
0: Hey, they weren't booty calls then.
1: <laughs> well, I, that's one of those things that I always wonder and I don't necessarily think Think, because it the subject what well maybe I better save this for a monthish down the road when I actually do this episode for an evening at the movies. Mm-hmm. But well, no fuck it. Um, <laughs> they bring up the whole point when you know it's getting kind of heated between the what five of them, mm-hmm. and they're like realistically monday morning when we come back to school are you going to be like this or are you going to turn around and cut me down in front of your friends exactly so realist they all had their moment at the end and i've always wondered did things go back to how they were prior to saturday school
0: i think they did i think that i think that was the point yeah I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that's the point, is that...
1: Well, and it, I think it works better story-wise if you, you're you just left to think it went back to how it was. Right. You know, it's one of those stories that you don't need the happily ever after where, you know, Claire and John end up getting married and having five or six bender babies.
0: <laughs> right. And I mean, Claire even says it. It's like, of course it's going to go back to that way. Like, what, what else are we going to do? Like,
1: yeah,
0: yeah we're not going to all change our ways right now, obviously. And yeah, that movie just, it's so, it's very accurate in its depiction of high school hierarchies.
1: You could take that movie, take the DVD, put it in a DVD player in any high school and america and the kids in the classroom are going to relate more than they really think that they would yeah i know we've repeatedly used this word all throughout the episode but john hughes wrote an iconic movie
0: i mean all of his movies are honestly and that john hughes
1: oh my god if i go back and think about i mean john hughes is responsible for the breakfast club Pretty in Pink. um, St. Elmo's Fire.
0: Home Alone. Oh, God. St. Elmo's Fire.
1: Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: Uncle Buck. Christmas Vacation. The Great Outdoors. (laughs) And it's just like, yeah, John John Hughes is responsible for our entire childhood.
1: Let's just be honest. (laughs)
0: Like, we have him to thank for everything.
1: And I will as soon as I pass over to the other side, I will search him down and I will thank him ever eternally for providing yeah. many of the greatest movies of my childhood.
0: Yeah, turn- I mean, how can you not? Yeah. Well, okay. So, uh, one in common, which is when I thought. Uh, it wasn't the one I thought. I don't think. I kind of thought we would have Footloose in common. Honestly, but I'm glad we had the Karate Kids song. That just makes me feel better. So,
1: Yeah. um, I remember Danger Zone making the top five Mm -hmm. and it never even dawned on me until you spat it out of your mouth. Kenny Loggins while we were on air. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's
1: like everything. Well, yeah, because that's the problem. It's like I can almost guarantee you Peter Cetera and Joe Esposito will probably always, always and forever stay one and two mm-hmm. on this list for me. Yeah. But, I mean, even Stand By Me, Time of Your Life, Danger Zone, I could probably sub each one of those out for anything. I mean,
0: yeah, you're, I mean, like you said, the 80s are just, they had... I mean, take my breath away if you're going to, you know, Top Gun, even like to change it out. I mean, everybody knows that song.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and two, it's like, how can you take all the great soundtracks from the 80s and pick five right. themes?
0: I mean, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters made my long list. Like, you can't.
1: Yeah. No, Yeah, you can't leave sure. out Ghostbusters. <laughs> Footloose would have been on my long list. Yeah. Um take my breath away. Um
0: oh this one made my long list too. Um and th- this is one of my all-time favorite 80s movies too. Uh Lesson Zero. A Hazy Shade of Winner.
1: Oh god, I love that song.
0: Yeah, and Lesson Zero, that movie is so powerful. Like if you've never seen it, people go watch it. So powerful. So good. Ooh. And considering well, that Robert Downey Jr. has really turned shit around, like it's way better now.
1: Well, I mean, you also have to remember too that that movie came out right about the start of the downward spiral of Robert Downey Jr. Yep. Before- well, I think that
0: movie was part of his downward spiral. Like that, yeah. I don't think that drug addiction was faked.
1: <laughs> no.
0: All right. Well, uh, that was a great list we could go on and on about the 80s I am going to play a short clip of one song that I think we need to listen to there we go (laughs) I mean you have to
1: I love this movie yeah, that movie I still to this day if I sit down and watch it and I've seen it 500 okay. times I still ugly cry every week yeah. in time. Yeah.
0: Alright, well, so next time I say let's do um, 1990 to current and then on the other one we'll go 1979 and back which I hope I can narrow down to five because that one's tough for me 90 to now I feel like I kind of have a handle on it but 1979 and backwards I got a lot so
1: well you got to remember to, and I'm not trying to say that this is how my list is going to go but for that last one a lot of your iconic Disney movies. Right. Snow White. Oh, I know. All of those old school classics are all 1979 and before.
0: So it almost means like two categories because I've got like, so yeah, I've got the Disney movies, but I've also got like, you know, well, I don't want to say, but like, classic black and white movies that aren't necessarily Disney and then 1970s movies that are just 70s movies that are you know like what I'll this will be on my list I won't tell you which number but I cried earlier listening to it but The Rose I mean fuck if that song didn't make your list I don't know if you have a heart like (laughs) I mean I think for us I think it's harder because uh, I mean uh well i don't want to tell you my number one but it's in the 70s but um yeah there's just too many that are so freaking good like
1: well, and i'm not trying to put other people down by saying this but i think you and i have such a love of movies yes that, and music that, yeah both And you combine those two together. And I don't remember if this was my idea. If this was your idea. But this might not have been a good idea. To begin with.
0: (laughs) It was your idea. BTW. This was your idea. (laughs) Maybe we do.
1: Yeah, no. I
0: I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do this. Well, so this was fun. And uh, thank you for doing it. And definitely we're going to have to. Decide on our further categories i thought it was a three-part series but it could be way more because who doesn't want to talk about movies and music i mean come on so
1: later to yeah. find out
0: yeah so everybody stay tuned in a couple of days i will be on an evening at the movies where we will be breaking down the movie stand by me If you haven't seen it, go watch it right now. I promise you will not be disappointed. And if you have seen it, then you can listen to our judgment and judge us accordingly. Then on Friday, I will be recording with my lovely friends, Ashley and Roberta. We are going to be celebrating Black History Month. Ashley and Roberta will be giving us some insights. And then the three of us will be counting down our top five favorite movies, with black casts that do not depict black trauma you don't have to worry about being bummed out we're going to talk about happy movies or at least good dramatic movies or you know stuff that doesn't have to do with the bad stuff that you don't want to think about today but we will still talk about it so big mama's house (laughs) yeah big mama's house oh my god that movie's so good there's a lot of movies so we'll see what the three of us have to come up with i think their lists will probably be better than mine but we're gonna find out so
1: casey thank you you are very welcome thank you for having me on
0: i'm excited this was a good episode it was fun and um i'll literally talk to you in like 48 hours to do the stand by me episode so there you go Um,
1: yeah it's gonna be thursday night and i hope to god we're not recording at 9 30 11
0: 30 yeah i was gonna say do not cry to me about what time it is at your house (laughs) (laughs) it's over an hour past my bedtime that's how much i care about you because yeah mama's tired all right everybody well um casey thank you always a pleasure and everybody i hope you're having a great week and when life gets you down just keep sipping goodbye